0: G'day, welcome back to the Ingredient X podcast. For anyone that is new, this podcast is about investigating the line that exists between being born with natural ability and developing habits that breed success. I hope you're all staying nice and safe during COVID-19 and hopefully today we can both learn something together to level the game for when restrictions finish up. Today, I interview Chris Morrison, or Chris M for short, who is primarily a sales trainer at Imperfect Action Group in Sydney, Australia. However, I think you'll join with me in the opinion that Chris is a man of many, many talents, with an extraordinary drive to connect and to deliver value. He's had a couple of podcasts of his own in the past, which we get into in our chat but today's episode is for anyone looking to hear from someone who shows some real power and hunger on their warpath, substituting nothing for quality, kind of like Arnott's. This guy is undoubtedly the real deal, so enjoy the conversation and I'll catch you at the end. If you want to continue the conversation with me after the podcast finishes, you can find me on Instagram at Grady Tyson. Cheers. If that's alright, how you been, man?
1: Yeah, good, man. Honestly, like really, really, really good. I think this is, you know, uh, th- th- this whole period of uncertainty and all this stuff too has made me, just like many other people, question a whole lot of, of, of you know, things in, in th- th- that are happening within whatever current environment that you're in. And I'm just reconnecting with, with all the, the things that I enjoy, you know what I mean? So it's so, so actually really good. Don't get me wrong. That's come with heaps of fucking fear every single day too, but it's, it's whether you actually attack it or... or succumb to it you know what i mean so but to answer that question really good and and you how have you been
0: dude i've been fine i'm just uh getting back into this whole podcasting gig and i suppose it's just been a bit of a uphill struggle with coronavirus but i suppose um that's something i can ask you about so yeah sure um. Yeah. I guess I've been following your story for a few years at this point, uh, Chris. And I suppose I've heard that you've been on a few podcasts with some other people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But I have the ludicrous advantage of having <laughs> followed you for three or four years at this point. Yeah. You do. Um,
1: you do actually. That, that's super
0: cool. <laughs> I remember being in the gym as like a fifteen or sixteen year old listening to uh, School of Struggle and Never Settle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Podcast of shows that you used to had. Right. Yeah. Exactly um, right. But the the people that don't know what you're about. Um, could you please give us what's what of your past and and where you've sort of come from? Yeah, you can cool. Sort of start wherever you want. Yeah, right?
1: sweet, sweet. Look, um, I think it's it's probably worth me sort of starting from, you know, the beginning in the first place too, right? Because I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to 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 you know the early stages of my story, and this might even be stuff you don't know too. You know what I mean? So, um, I think my unbeknown to me, my personal development journey started in like two thousand and six or something like that um i was a 108 kilo fat kid at school i was like a stupidly overweight fat kid at school and i used to get ridiculed and and and, you know fucking mentally beaten up every single day by like everyone around me right and um i was in a position where i needed to make a change of some sort and i did and I, i i lost a bucket load of weight and found myself into a position where i was uh like I went from 108 to like 63 kilos in the space of like 12 months. And all the people who used to make fun of me um, started asking for my help. They were like, man, you, you've you made such a fucking positive and significant change that we want to learn how you did it. And we want to, to potentially like do do something similar with our own lives too. I'm like, all right, cool. Firstly, I, I no longer have that fuck you about it. I kind of feel really good about what I've done. I kind of feel like I feel really good about how people are perceiving my my personal results and how that has helped their belief that they can do something you know significant with their own lives at the same time too so i decided to go and get my personal trainer certificate and I, you know i studied for six months when went and got my pt certificate and said you know i'm, I'm gonna go out and be a personal trainer this is my journey now this this is what i'm, I'm built to do because i like i i I went through this journey myself, I, I I saw that I could help other people and I feel really good when I do that, you know what I mean? So that that was kind of the, the, the journey that I, that I sort of embarked on. Little did I realize that at fucking 19 or 20 years old, however, how old, however old I was, that I hated getting up at 5am and that was the time that people had to get up as a PT. So I, I was a PT for over about four days. <laughs> um, probably, no way. Probably, okay. probably at most about four days. Um yeah, <laughs> This is part of the story a lot of people don't know, right? But this is what started the, the, the journey in the first place. So I um, I've I found myself in a position that, you know, I still wanted to be a part of that industry because I'd, I'd still already, like I'd still already helped a whole lot of people because, you know, even when you're, you know, if you've ever done the personal training certificate, even when you're going through the process, when people know that you're doing that, they ask you questions and you start helping them all to the staff and, you know, you, you people get results from the shit you say. So yeah, I, um, I I knew I wanted to be in that industry, so I I decided that I was going to stick myself in that industry and stay there forever, and um you know I did for a very long time, and I I walked into a supplement store in Bondi Junction one day and got a job on a, as a Sunday casual, and I'm pretty sure the reason why they wanted to hire someone was to make sure they didn't have the shop burned down on a Sunday, and I I was successful in doing that, like I made sure the shop didn't burn down, so things were good uh um, how
0: old were you at that point chris like
1: 21 or something like that 20 21 yeah so just j- just for for to, to make that a little bit of a, an understanding as to you know the journey from there I, i'm 29 now i turned 30 this year so that's you know eight eight nine almost, almost 10 years ago right um and you know what what the shift was for me when when i was working this supplement store was that let, 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 let's break down what a personal trainer does right a personal trainer they they kind of suck. they're really good as, as technicians, but they kind of suck at getting new business. Um, okay. Because okay. They, they they're really good as artists in becoming getting someone a result, but when it comes to actually working at how to get new business, it's really hard because they, they have to have a completely different frame of mind when it comes down to that. So what I learned. So sorry, go on. You want to ask a question?
0: Yeah. No, I was just going to wonder if a line existed between like what was best for your client and like I suppose trying to sell. More value through through supplements was there that sort of contradiction. Yeah, so, that you found? no, so
1: this is where I was trying to tr- tr- trying to sort of walk into there, right? Like what what happened at that point was I was in a position when I was in the supplement store because the supplement store did the marketing, so I was in a position when I was able uh, I was able to have conversations with people on a consistent like on a consistent basis where I didn't have to do any form of marketing or anything like that. So I was in a position where, you know, as a personal trainer, you have to do your marketing, blah, blah, blah. And you're in a position where you had to, you know, try and fight your your, your guts out to, um, to help someone. Whereas these, like when I was in the supplement store, I didn't have to do all that. I just got to help people. Now, what I learned when I was helping Mm. people was that the biggest, uh, the biggest needle to move, to get a result as in, in, in your fitness journey and it's funny, right? Everything I'm talking about right now is about health and fitness, but it'll it'll move into such a fucking in into a paramount shift in a second, but the but but they they all relate when it comes down to it. Um the and most people who who look me up don't think about health and fitness. It's not it's not the first thing that comes up, but that's when my story started. Um and what I learned was that the biggest needles to move to actually get a result in your health and fitness were to actually have a good diet. That was number 1. And number two, mm. to actually have consistency and give you something that would give you the, the the competitive edge at the same time too. I found out that when I was working in the supplement store, I could give someone a diet because I was really well-trained as an actual sports nutritionist because I'd gone and done the course as a sports nutritionist. So I could give yeah. someone a diet and then I could give them a, um, a what do you call it, like a, a, a supplement like
0: regime. a workout plan? No, oh, no, a supplement
1: regime that would assist their diet to actually help them get a better result. As long uh, along with a workout plan as well. Now, what I learned was I could serve up to 50 customers a day and get a much better result for all those people than if I was to train eight people in one day. So what that taught me was I can have a shorter conversation with someone and get them a better result, but the only thing standing between me and that me and them actually getting the result was asking for money. Because if I didn't ask them for money, and I didn't actually sell them into a product. There is no chance in hell that they would ever have got the results that they wanted in the first place. So it was that time when I when I fell in love with what I am known for now. I fell in love with sales because I knew that if I could get better at selling things, I could help more people. And that's that that, that that's sort of where my, my 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 selling journey started at that point. And I went from 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 this from this shop from the guy who was hired to make sure the shop didn't burn down to the 180 staffer around the country became the number two salesperson in the space of 18 months, um, which was kind of cool. And then ended up falling into a, in like, in, ended up getting told that I'd stolen money from the place, which I didn't. Like That didn't happen. Oh, okay. Um, like, and then they found out that it wasn't me at some point, and they pretty much, you know, sort of sat there, went, I'm so sorry, Chris. And I, I said just eat a dick and fuck off. So um, we, uh, we I ended up going to another company and blah, blah, blah. But I ended up walking into a um, a an opportunity that gave me uh, a, a really cool, like once in a lifetime opportunity for for a company to work for. It was a, a company called Tech, which is like the, one of the world's largest sports nutrition brands. Yeah, MuscleTech's I, um, great. Yeah, I work I, I worked for them directly for for about three and a half years, looking after Australia, New Zealand, Asia, and a tiny bit of Europe's distribution for their products through that whole through those regions. And that was like what year spin was that. That would have been 2013 till 2016 or thereabouts. Quite recent. Yeah. So not, 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 not too long ago at all. Um, so you're looking at like four years ago sort of thing. So on average, like uh, my, my, and this is where I had to really level up too, because I was in a position where my, my psychological process went from, I'm selling one product to, I've now got to sell, you know, 500 products to one customer sort of thing, if that makes sense. And, Though I I I had to really level up psychologically at that point, and I fell into a position where I had to go through that process and and really you know have some belief in myself to to be able to do that. And because I was able to do that, I um I found a way to partner up with some cool people and go through that process again and again and again. And um I I I helped these guys grow across four different territories by like thirty percent across the, the three years that I was there. And um it just so happens that it didn't work out so well. That that the, the company wasn't actually um, in alignment with the way that I wanted to take it and all the stuff too, and I'm still really good friends with Evan and that company, even the, like the CEO, uh, like the CEO's Terry and Paul and stuff as well. Which uh, is at the time they that they, they weren't as in alignment with the, the way I wanted to go go about it. And it's really funny now that I say that too, because I just saw about three or four months ago they just started doing what I wanted to do four years ago in Australia, what I as what I wanted to do before with a new person they've hired. And I really hope it goes well for them. Um, but so I've I've sort of hit a glass ceiling there and walked into a, a, an opportunity here in Australia working for a distributor here, um, selling into like gyms and Woolworths, Coles, all that sort of stuff. So I've gone from like normal sports specialty into pharmacy and grocery now, into new distribution points and methods and all of stuff too. And we helped this company grow from 3 to twenty one three to $21 million, million between 2016 to 2017. Wow. Um, and that was just by partnering up with different distribution points and stuff too. So this is where I really fell in love with selling. I was like, I was loving it a lot. Like this, this, this is when I was in my element. I went from like a, a sales rep to a national sales manager in the space of, uh, like 12 months. And I, 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 I had the formula that was seeming to win. Um, you know, everything was good. Was it- Sorry, was it on.
0: your formula? Was it your formula, Chris, or was it no, something oh, that you had learned?
1: I, I I was definitely taught through a whole lot of different people, and I've had a lot, a lot of great mentors in my time. You know what I mean? And essentially, as a really ground base level, the formula is make <laughs> make friends with people who have distribution and sell them their product. That that's pretty much my formula. Um,
0: Get on the good side, right?
1: Pretty much like that, that. That's been my formula my whole life, and it just seems to work. Um, but I guess it, well, you it, can it, see why. It, it's a mindset. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's a mindset that people try to go for the customer. I go for the person with all the customers and I make friends yep. with them, if that makes sense.
0: Um,
1: And from there, the, you know, unbeknownst to me, I got a call from the actual, from the head of sales one, one, I think it was like a Thursday. I was in Canberra coming back from, from meeting, I don't know, 20 or 30 of our accounts. And um, he goes, Hey man, you got to pack your shit up. And we we've just been shut down because the actual companies." director was siphoning money out of it. So we're going into voluntary administration and I was sort of sitting there wow. like I, I was pretty crushed like this, like this was like my dream job at the time. I, I, I just, I was crushed, absolutely crushed. Um, mm-hmm. And for, at, like it was at that point that I've gone from there to not knowing what to do with myself next. You know what I mean? I was like, what do I do with myself? Blah, blah. And I, I went down like a bit of a, a I wouldn't say a shitty path by any means, but just like a couple of weeks where I was just like really lost. And um, I reconnected with a couple of the clients that I was that that, that I was sort of selling product to because they were sort of asking like you know what are you up to next are you going to go to the next company like where are you going we want to follow you and keep buying product off you and I'm like, just l- l- let me dive into it a little bit like why do you want to keep buying product off me like that makes no sense you know what I mean like it's the products that you were buying it's like it's not me and they 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 what became really apparent to me at that point was that they weren't buying the products that they were buying my knowledge. Because what they told me at that point was when we bought products off you, what we really bought was the time with you because you would tell us how to sell the products, not necessarily give us the products in the first place. We didn't care for the products so much as the knowledge you were giving us when it comes down to because the knowledge you were giving us was, um, was, was, was something we could actually use across all different facets of our business. So we could actually generate more business through the things you were telling us to do. And they were sort of like, you know, we're in a position now where we we, we believe you'd be good in this sort of this sort of space where if you were to consult to us, um, we we would still be making the same money and all sort to stuff too, because at this point you don't have a job. Um, we we still need your information and all sort of stuff too. And would you be interested in doing that? And I pretty much just said no, not really. Like I I've never seen myself as a consultant. Don't care to be. Like it's just not wet it's just not the path I, I I I want to go down. If that makes sense, right? And um. And I, I I sort of sat there for a bit and like I was just like you know I just want to get another job I want to get back on this on this journey of distribution all sort of stuff again, and they pretty much just one of these guys just said you know I'll pay you five grand to do it And I said yes I will be a consultant I'm now a consultant you're going to pay me five <laughs> grand to do it one hundred percent I'm now a consultant um, yeah 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 and that, and that and that's sort of where I I, I started going down the path of of, of learning how to breaking people's development into systemized processes so I can actually manufacture the same result across one company to another company to another company to a person who's a, 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 a single, a single module, um, no single module, a, a singular focus, uh, sole trading person who can still generate more than a million bucks a year to, you know, multiple other people can do the same as well. And since then, I'm now the person who I am today who has been able to generate across you know, the past 10 years. Um, whether it's been me personally or through the efforts that my clients or people that I've worked with have actually um, generated, it's been it's been over fifty million dollars now that, 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 that I've had a part playing in, in selling products of, um, which is really cool, you know what I mean? And I guess what what I am now is like I I'm probably best labeled as a sales trainer, but what I really am is. I'm probably I'm probably what I really am is a hypnotherapist that gets people out of their own way enough to actually make more 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 sales but through the element of helping people in such a deep degree that they can actually see the benefit in partnering up with other people who have distribution and helping them see their dreams come to life at the same time too. So I'm like a hypnotherapist that helps people partner up with people and make them lots of money. That's pretty much the best thing that I could ever call myself.
0: It's probably the best way to sum up your job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, because like ninety percent of what I do and teach is like how to put how to help people get out of their own way enough to actually do the things they want to do yeah. and actually get get what they want. And then I give them some practical stuff at the end to go and do if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like and, and, and for me that that that's the fun part.
0: Yeah, so I was just gonna say that um so in your line of work you can see that people are often blindsided by their own I suppose their own insecurities or is it oh, like an inability? To, no, look, to perform.
1: Look, the, the, there's the, I test a little bit of both, really, right? So like, there's insecurities, and that's that's one that everyone deals with. There's not one person in this world who doesn't have insecurities, and if they don't have insecurities, they're not doing enough. Like if they the don't have mate. No, <laughs> no, if, if, they, if they don't have insecurities, they're not doing enough because if True. they don't have insecurities, they're not they're, they're not trying to level up in any way. But then there's the yeah. other side too of of maybe there's lack there's actual legitimate lack of education too. Like, um, one person like let's use an example. One person who's really good at, um, let's say, Facebook advertising versus cold email marketing versus, um, you know, like distribution methods and all this stuff too. what they may not see that there is such a strong correlation in the way that those three things are run, that the, the, the foundations of all three different types of modalities of of generating business are pretty much the exact same. But the biggest challenge that most people see within that is that they don't know that and they don't have that shift of perspective and they're not educated to know that one modality is pretty much the exact same as the next and if you use the same frameworks, you can use the same, like the different platforms in the same way and, you know, build a path and on of different types of, um, you know, strategies to get new business in rather than just the one that you've been sticking to that isn't working as well anymore. And you may need to add another like layer to that, but it's the education process around that saying, Oh, you know, Facebook advertising is hard or cold email marketing is hard or whatever it is. And because you don't know the specific break, like step-by-step breakdown of, of what the, the fundamentals of those, you know, modalities are, they automatically throw it out the window and say, it's not for me. Now, that like uh, across all different platforms and across all different things, the the foundations of the way you sell are the exact fucking same, but it's the education piece that gets people a little bit lost sometimes because they think one way is so different to another when really they're so similar, it's just done in a different way. And I think that's where a lot of what I do actually comes in because it's essentially just getting people to understand where they've had similarities in what they're trying to achieve in the past and how to use those experiences to make the next stage really easy for them. Yeah. And that makes sense. So you're you're currently
0: a principal for the imperfect action group. Is that correct? That's correct. And what does that role include?
1: So that role includes getting into the, 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 the getting into a position every single day where I have the ability to manage the staff that I have, um none which are in Australia by the way, all my staff are overseas. I have a virtual assistant i have a a marketing manager i have a a couple different assistants that work across different like um Pro like specific project-based people. I have a designer, I have this, I have that. They're all overseas and because it costs fuck all to do it, but I have a great communication channel at the same time too. But right now, we, it doesn't matter where they are because even if they were in Australia, for example, right, like we're not allowed to be near each other anyway. So this is the perfect time to go and find those anyway. But my my, my, my role is is strategy and then passing out the, the messaging to you know, prospective person in my in, in my company to actually get the messaging out to the to the market, but the the company itself, what we do, the, probably in the easiest form, is we um we partner up with a with with other agencies and help them create new revenue streams without them even knowing they had them at 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 their bay if that makes sense. And the the, the most uh, prevalent one I've been doing as of late is we we have a um like a cold email marketing course specifically. And if anyone wants to go and get the the free training on that, it's thecoldemailmastery.com. Um, we are partnering up with uh, recruitment agencies and other sales training companies and like negotiation specialists and who else? Like it's probably about thirty different types of specific um, professions that we're, t- we're we're teaming up with at the moment as partnerships to sell this course to their audiences. Um, and from that, we're giving them 60% of all the revenue that comes from it at the same time too, and then we're just helping out their their, their client base, but at the same time, we're training their teams for free to actually give them, to, help, to let us give, sorry, to, to to get them to let us have access to their databases at the same time yeah. too. Yeah, so, I get you, I get you. Yeah, so so I'm just using the exact same distribution method that I used to use when I was selling supplements, but selling courses now. Um, so what, what I do there is I manage a whole bunch of people who get messaging out for me to help me find partnerships, um, to help more salespeople become better salespeople. And the, the course that we're selling at the moment, for example, um, the, the cold email marketing, you know, templates that are inside the course specifically in the, if they use the software that we told them to, if they send out a thousand emails, on average, you're getting between seventy to ninety percent open rates, so that's seven hundred to nine hundred open rates. Up to fifty percent, wow. up to fifty percent reply rates, which is you know that's insane. So it's like three fifty to four hundred replies, and you've got thirty percent of those which are positive replies. So you're looking about one hundred fifty to one hundred fifty two hundred positive positive replies. On whatever it is you're trying to do, your, your your product, your service, whatever it is, at the same time too, and you can do that daily. Like you can be sending out a thousand a day and getting 150 replies daily for that. You know what I mean? Um, so so once once the partnership, like once the partners see the 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 not profitability, it is profitability, but the actual performance right? of possibility, but the performance of this and how well it performs. They're just like no. We have to. We have to consider it. You know what I mean? We have to consider the conversation at least.
0: Yeah. So when you were a twenty-one-year-old in a supplement store, Chris, did you have any idea that you'd be involved in over fifty million dollars worth of sales in your future? Like, fuck so- no. All I cared about was the
1: girl I was fucking that weekend, <laughs> and 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 what drugs I could take. Seriously, that's all I cared about. That was all I cared about at the time. Um, because that that and and I'll, I'll explain that to to a really depth level too. Like, because. At 21 years old, you got, and so here's a really good lesson for anyone that has ever had a weight loss journey right now too, right? I still deal with the fat kid mindset. At 21 years old, I was still the fat kid inside my head. I might have had the body change, but inside my head, I was still the fat kid. So everything I did was purely to feed my my ego enough to get rid of an insecurity. So at that time. If I ever did anything that was, you know, monetary or I ever wanted to do anything, it was purely based on the fact so I could make myself feel less worthless, right? So at 21, I'm sitting there like, how can I get the, how can I attract girls? Ooh, girls like money. Let's get good at sales. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. Let's get rich. Ne- yeah, right? <laughs> like, that, that, like that. That was it. Yeah. Um, and I think without knowing it at the time, like I was just in a position where I was really, uh, I wouldn't say excited because excited is right way, but it's not too. It was just, I was, I, what I really was chasing and, and I still do this now. What My my goals aren't necessarily monetary and like that anymore. My goals are what it takes to get to the monetary goal psychologically and physiologically at the same time too and actually having that internal um in, internal happiness every single day that you know you've progressed in some way shape and form because it's the progression people really chase and it's where people stagnate is that they don't have that 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 flair for progression anymore at the same time too but to answer your question at 21 did I think I was going to be doing what I'm doing right now and having the, the results I've had man it wasn't even a blip on my radar <laughs> like I, I hadn't even considered the possibility of that you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I, th- I, I thought that my my um my my calling was just to to to, to get a good job and 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 be a better version of myself, which I guess that's that is kind of what I've what I've done, right? But I've just created the job myself. Um and I am becoming a better version of myself every day too. But I think that the result that came from that was one of fucking like astronomical value that I would never have considered. And now the goal is like, how can I become the person that can do that consistently again and again, and at a bigger rate to help more people? Because now the goal is to help more people, not to help myself. That's very humble of you. Well, I enjoy it, you know what I mean yeah. like the fact that you and I are chatting right now, I know that this this is going to help other people through the through the stuff that like do you believe that what I've already said so far without even getting to real questions is going to help some people that's value
0: hundred percent
1: you know what I mean like that like that that within itself is going to help other people and the messaging that it's going to, that's going to go into people's ears it might give them the 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 um the, the the conviction to take some imperfect action now the reason why our group is called imperfect action group is because. There's no such thing as perfect action. But if you buy into the fucking the, the 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 belief that everything is imperfect and everything you do is going to suck at first and you take imperfect action, you are taking the first step to something being closer to perfect.
0: And you're getting yourself out there, right? Correct. You you're letting you're letting you're giving yourself a chance for luck to be attracted to you.
1: Absolutely. that, that That's a hundred percent correct. And, you know, I, 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 I'm really grateful for the fact that I've even had these, 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 you know, mental shifts over time, because if I hadn't, I don't know, I'd probably be dead.
0: <laughs> Chris, do your mates go out with you anymore?
1: No. <laughs> Honestly, I was just going to no. say,
0: because I feel like you're the kind of guy that would kind of run into paying for drinks. <laughs> if uh, you've done yeah, $50 million yeah.
1: worth of sales, bro. Yeah, look. When it comes down to it, like, uh, uh, that, re- remember that—that—that's not all my sales too. That remember, right? So that, that's true. true. Ten, me, ten like, million
0: classes uh, is few.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. And I still don't think that's a bad little gig myself. But um,
0: I don't think anyone. Does, but in
1: saying that too, you know what I mean? Like the, the the I think, and this is a really good lesson too, right? Like, I can probably count on my hand five people that I actually speak to consistently. Yeah. Anyone out, anyone outside that I have, I used to say lost, but I still do say lost, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of relationships that I have lost too. And I think one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have before they go embark on a journey is what will my friends think if I do better than them? And that's what has happened. Because a lot of my friends i have outgrown and I have done a fucking lot better than them. They started to resent me. I've, I, psychologically, you have to go through the process of forgiving them for that, you know what I mean? But, and you have to learn how to forgive people for that too. But if you can pre-forgive them for the shit that's going to happen when you do start superseding their, their 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 goals in a massive way, and the shit they might say and the shit that might come up, that's okay if it happens. It's actually it's actually a necessary part of the process too. So I have like five people who 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 are like close enough to me to actually understand the the type of person that I am now too. Because like my brain is not one of a normal person. I tell you this and I say it with confidence too. You know what I mean? Like. I, I I get called, I used to be not not so comfortable with it, but I get called a genius quite a fair bit, and I think what comes with that is the whole like it's hard to communicate with a genius sometimes because their brain's always on and they always see the problems before they see the solution because the the problems find the solutions at the same time too. But a lot of people aren't in a position where they want to be around someone who's always looking for problems.
0: Yeah, I get that, and that's that's your that job, right? Sense. That's your job to find the problems that you yes. have the solutions You're for. Correct. Right? Yeah, so you can see how people and would I, not be responsive to that, especially in a social situation.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's a, a lot of my social my my my, my, my social communication. I was like, I I spend time with my dog, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's a fucking legend, so it's it's all good,
0: Chris. Widwo, talk to me about that, mate.
1: Yeah, look, so I, I I love this and I love that It's starting to catch on too, right? Like I I really do. Like I've had a few people because I've done. I think this year itself, I've done about thirty webinars to to I don't know probably between five and fifty people to each different webinar. And it's it's not where a webinar where I'm trying to sell on it. It's a webinar that I'm doing for a um a, a partner that I'm that I'm partnering up with. So I'm training their team for free, right? Yep. And I always start the whole. Um, presentation with Widwo. What is with, Widwo? Widwo? Widwo, I believe, is a way of life because it's it's a perspective. It is a a a perspective that can draw you back to what's possible in your in in your life at any time. So Widwo stands for what if it did work out. I was I as I do every morning. I was doing the bay run um in in sort of Jamoin uh, in Bay in in New South Wales here, and um. I was pretty much like in a like like I am quite frequently like in 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 a pretty like uh, reactive, fear, fearful mode because I, I consciously get myself into a fearful state every single day to work out what isn't working in my life so I can find a solution to it. And some people might say that that's a little bit over excessive, but I find it's the most um, freeing thing that I do every single day because it makes me realize I can tackle anything that comes up, no matter what it is. Um, so I was reading or listening to a book on on the Baywalk by Dr. Susan Jeffers. It's the book's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it was like, I don't remember what was said in the the book specifically, but it alluded to like, what if things, what if things did work out? And I don't think those words were said in that consecutive format, but I remember what I, what I heard from hearing that was what if it did work out? And I just had to go like, What if I just asked myself that question every time something came up that made me scared? And what if I envisioned what that would look like every time something came up? If I just asked myself, what if it did work out and what would that look like? What would I have to do to make that happen now? And if I was to work out what it would look like and what I have to do, if I could write those things down and then have a list of tasks to do to actually make sure it worked out, would I be comfortable doing that every single day? The answer internally was yes. And now every single day, every situation that comes up, anything that's fearful, no matter what it is, I will ask myself, what if it did work out? Because one of the biggest things that most people have is when we you know, are faced or fronted with a situation that might be seen as you know, negative or fearful, whatever it might be most people's brains that are untrained go towards catastrophe and when it goes to catastrophe you don't see solutions you just see more fear and that circulates through your body now if you have a pattern interrupt like what if it did work out it changes the perspective even if it be for 1 second in 1% of 1% of of, of, of of a navigational perspective shift just like when you have a, a, a ship change 1 1 degree difference in the actual um Direction it's going in. Do that again and again and again for the next hour and the next day and the next whatever it is, and you start changing the course of your life. If you ask yourself one day, what if it did work out when you've been having fucking pain for the past 30 years, and you've once asked yourself, what if it did work out? Your whole life can change by asking that one question. So for me, and I (laughs) I write it on my hand every single day, and I just have to get it tattooed on there. Honestly, I do, because I write it on my hand every single morning. Because if I'm having these fearful thoughts, I can look down and it just says it there. What if it did work out in that in, in in the abbreviated format W-I-D-W-O? and it seems to it, it seems to catch on to people because some people seem to think that it's, it's a pretty smart idea too. All it was to me was just a way to make sure that I could bring myself back to a psychological state where I realized it could work out. Whatever whatever it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw it on your Instagram story this morning just before the uh, before we jumped on. Um, yeah. and I was like, oh no, what, what's going on here? He's writing weird things on his, on his hand. Is he going to be good for the combo? <laughs> but like, it's, it all makes a lot more sense to me now. That's, that's actually really aspirational.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I, 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 I every presentation I do now, I'm going to start like actually opening up with what Widwo is because I found that, cause you know, as, as, as salespeople do, you ask for a sale if you're good at what you do anyway um so i made sure to ask after every webinar that i did with anyone every conversation i had with a prospective client and every you know person that does one of our courses and every partner that i work with whatever it might be i asked them what was the biggest thing you took away from working with us and one of the biggest things they take away now is widwork because it gives them a new perspective on life every single day
0: it regrounds you so as like, soon cool. as you hear it it's like
1: yeah, it regrounds you and you've got to realize all right sweet if this is the case and this is the thing we have to drive in on now
0: so what if it does work out? What if what if there is a, an ounce of positivity in all this negativity and all these? If there's an
1: ounce, if, if, there's, if if there's an ounce of hope, I'll find it, right? And some one of the biggest things that a lot of people uh and this is a really relevant thing right now, you've got to find the silver lining in COVID. That's something you're hearing a lot, right? Mm. I'm not a silver lining guy. Mm-hmm. I I own silver jackets. Like I wear Ooh. silver jackets. So I have that much. I have I have that much silver lining. I'll find hope in anything. You
0: got a silver liner it. right?
1: Yeah. Mate, I, I'll find hope in anything. And it pisses some people off because like, can you not just let me be a victim? No, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'll find hope in anything because I need to. Like, I've I've gone through hell. Like, I still go through a whole lot, a lot of days too. But, like, you need to find hope in it.
0: Yeah, and you, you certainly haven't adopted the victim mentality from, from the challenges that you face. So, I suppose... Hey, there really- are days. There are days? There are
1: days. Talk to me about I'm that. aware of... There, there. Like I'm aware of when I'm being a victim. I say I'm going to allow myself to be a victim right now. Yeah. Because, like, if if I'm victimizing anything, it's okay to be a victim some days. If you choose the victim mentality for a period that you accept being a victim for, when it's not being okay, when it's not okay to be a victim, is when you aren't aware and you rebel against being a victim because you tr- you're oblivious to the fact you're being a victim, and that becomes. Uh, a construct of problematic situations for the rest of your life now if i'm being a victim it could be anything like oh i'm tired yeah i'm tired just accept the fact that you're fucking tired and if someone asks you if you're tired, like that's cool like complain all you want like anytime you complain like that's fine if you want to complain buy into that for the next fucking 15 minutes complain all you want and then after that few minutes is done Get back. To, what's the, the saying? Have your five minutes of sadness a day, and then get back to being gangster. And get back to being gangster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Get that one tattooed.
1: <laughs> but like, legitimately, like I, I, I I'm okay with, with with a victim mentality as long as the victim mentality is, is something you are uh, accepting of and known and aware of the fact that it's it's actually happening. It's when it's not. It's when it's not something that you're aware of. Yeah. That it becomes a problem. It's not something you're using to your advantage. you just actually stuck. Correct. Yeah, Yeah, I get you. Correct. And being stuck is okay. Like being stuck is totally fine. Like everyone gets stuck at some point. It's a necessary part of the process for a lot of people. Now, it's what you do with being stuck that becomes the fuel to whatever your next stage is.
0: Mm. Talk to me about that.
1: So when you are stuck, you can, the, one of two things happen, either you're aware of it and you do nothing, or you're aware of it, or So you're either you're aware of it and you do nothing, you're not aware of it, or you're aware of it and you do something, so being stuck is a great way, if you have been stuck in the past, it's a great motivator to know when you're about to get stuck again, because you remember the patterns that got you stuck in the first place, and you can understand how to actually get out of that at the same time too, hypothetical example, so let's say that you are – let's go into a fitness one because everyone knows about food never knows about um, the way they eat at the same time too. When you're stuck and your dieting isn't going right and you're, you're in a position where you don't feel good about yourself, whatever it might be, what got you to that stage? It might be the fact that you didn't have – like you had an eight-week program that you were doing. And you're now on week 10. You're two weeks past the eight-week program. You haven't been following a new program. You didn't set enough time to actually go and create a new program on week six of a, of an eight-week program. So by the time you finish that eight-week program, that you would have... A new program to start when that program finished. So you finish that eight week program, you get stuck because you don't know what to do next. You're not enjoying your training as much all sorts of stuff too. Whereas if you'd start, whereas if you'd notice that pattern that that keeps happening, and on week six of that eight week program, you started looking for the next program, you would never go through that pattern again because you know what the next stages look like after that too. Same in your business, same in your personal life, no matter what it is. Being stuck can be a can can be a catapult for you if you know what triggers you. To get stuck in the first place because if you know what is going to get you know what's going to get you stuck in the first place you know what signs to look for and you know what to do to get you out of it
0: when was the last time you were stuck chris
1: i don't know like three times a week
0: three times a week
1: (laughs) like like legitimately like this morning right like he is a perfect example so business has been going really well because i've been able to you know partner up with a lot of people right now because we're sitting in a position that you know, a lot of people don't have uh, a, a lot to do right now because they have freedom and time because the because of the, this whole pandemic, right? And I'm sitting there going, fuck, I can start to see a shift right now of that changing and I have to come up with new messaging right now so I can be prepared for when that does change so I can make sure that the messaging in the actual marketing stuff that we are putting out to, to, to accumulate new partners is that of, cool, now that we're starting to get through this, What does the next stage look like for you? But that took a whole lot of fear. I'm like, fuck, I haven't thought about this and I should have thought about this. Now I feel stuck and I don't know what to do. What did I do to get out of it? Okay, so I I, I do a lot of like breathing techniques and a lot of like meditating all this stuff too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As a a really high functioning like uh, thought process type person you really do need to have something to actually bring you back to, to to ground base. Now, what I do within that, and this is going to go down on another tangent, is I, I do Wim Hof breathing. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Yes, I, I love Wim Hof.
1: So have you done his breathing, exposure, techniques, breathing
0: techniques? Uh, yeah, isn't it like, so it's like...
1: 30 in and out. 30, 30 in and no, out. No, so 30 in and out, one minute hold with no breath in your lungs. So 30 in and out, then at the at the last breath, you exhale. So there's no um oxygen in your lungs and then you 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 don't breathe in for a minute now i'm at the point now where i do it to the point where i can get up to about two and a half minutes with not one breath but what that does is it changes the biochemistry biochemistry in your body and actually eradicates uh like negative emotions are a real thing that go into the dna and biochemistry of your body and it actually helps sort of flush that out I will butcher trying to say the actual like biochemical change in your body because I don't know it to that degree. But I do know the change and shift that you do have when, when you when you do the process because I can be catastrophically fucking hating my life and then do that process for a twenty minute twenty minute um round, sorry, five rounds for twenty minutes sort of thing. Um and be a new person by the end of it. Like a new person, like literally. Because what it does is it opens up your pineal gland, which is your 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 third eye for, for for lack of better words. It's it's what your intuition is based off. Now for me when I do that and I open up my third eye and my pineal gland and 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 let my intuition take over, it gives me the answers I need every single time. Literally every single time. I did this just before we got on this this podcast. Mm, wow. So is this
0: something that sort of exists in your emergency toolkit and you pull it out when you need it or is it something you do every day?
1: Habitual. First thing is the first thing I do when I wake up Every single morning every single day um it is definitely the emergency toolkit absolutely like I did it today as an emergency, and every time I freak out, I do it as an emergency toolkit uh, i I pull that out of my toolkit straight away um well and any like big freak outs anyway you know what I mean like the 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 smaller uh, tools and toolkits like Widwo and all this of stuff definitely do help through those times but if it becomes to the point where it where it turns into overwhelm, that's the probably the tool the tool over toolkit that I'll pull out that at that point. Um, but I do it every morning and then before I do my live every morning, I probably do it for about one to two rounds just to get myself centered enough to actually be available to speak at a level like this right now. Um, and then before any sales calls, I have any day. So if I've got a sales call between me and a, and and a partner of mine by, by chance, I do it then because I found that you are more connected to the ability to actually overcome objections by, uh, consciously Actually, like uh, processing them at a higher rate, so you don't actually fuck the conversation up. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, you don't get bogged so, down, any...
1: right? Yeah, correct. You don't get, you don't get bogged down in it. And I think you know, for salespeople, I think that that's that's one of the the, the, the biggest triggers is getting bogged down in in fear. And you know, not to say it, that it eradicates fear, but it helps you have a good relationship with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So for those that aren't familiar, did you want to talk about exactly what it is and how to, how to go about doing
1: it? What, the actual Wim Hof breathing?
0: Yeah, so how many... Uh, how so, many...
1: so the the the, the actual... Um, I think the shortest amount of time you should do it for is probably three sets, right? So let's take this into what you would understand from, from training. You've got sets and reps, right? So it is... Reps would be 30 reps of breaths in and out. So like in, out. So you do that 30 times in a row. Um, and then when you get to the last one and you exhale, you go... And then you don't breathe for a minute. Now, for one minute. Um, the first time, you do know, it might be hard. But at that point, you really do feel your body so oxy that you don't necessarily even need to breathe because your body's already got so much oxygen running through it's system anyway. Um, and the, the actual oxygen O2 levels in your, in, 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 in your bloodstream are significantly higher at the same time too. Uh, when you finish that one minute, you breathe in and hold for 15 seconds. Um, And the way that you're meant to do it to the best degree that I have found so far is you hold, but you you, like you pulsate and make it like a really strong hold to the point where like you you almost like scrunch your stomach up, if that makes sense. The actual reason behind, the reason why you do that is because it actually releases any tension in your stomach.
0: After you let it go, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So it releases any tension in your stomach. And I actually do it where like I, you know, I'm actually quite spiritual, right? So I understand that you've got like different chakras in your body. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about right now, that's fine. I am crazy, yes. Um, You have different chakras in your body. You've got like, you've got seven different chakras. And if you do that same process where you scrunch each sort of chakra area up sort of thing and release all tension from all of them, you walk out of it without any tension at all. And you do that and you repeat the process sort of three to five times and go go through that yourself. Now, I'm not a genius at this. I do listen to a guided um, version of that on, on uh, YouTube. Just type in Wim Hof guided breathing meditation and try it first thing in the morning. Now, another thing that probably a lot of people generally tend to find like quite interesting about my, my process of that too is... I don't eat until six PM every day. Like my first meal is six PM. So I eat once a day.
0: Hardcore intermittent fasting. That's like yes,
1: yeah, so I, I I eat once a day. Yeah. Um, and initially it was because of like I was like, I wonder how long I can go for, right? Like, because I've always done intermittent fasting. It's always been my favorite like dieting method methodology. Um, because like again, fat kid, yeah, I like eating big meals, but if I if I eat big meals and you, you this, this you get a substitute, right? So like, and this is where you really have to understand yourself. And this is where I, where, where my genius really comes in is I do understand myself well enough to know what works and what doesn't for my inner child. You know what I mean? Like, um, he's a fat kid likes eating big meals. Let's feed him once a day and give him as much food as he wants that once a day. You know what I mean? Like what do you eat? Chris, Man, uh, honestly, whatever I feel like for the day, but I, my my I would say that my my my, my go tos are always like, um, you know, tomorrow and my partner. She's she's a blessing. She really is. She can piss me the fuck off some days, but uh, I probably I probably deserve it. She should not be. Uh, listening she's to a blessing. <laughs> she will listen to it. She's gonna bash me too. Um, I'm dead. Like just to let everyone know, I'm dead scared of her. If 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 if, if you see me dead one day, it was her 100. Um. That's it's not even a joke. Um, But the, the, you know, she, she's quite a little, a little chef, you know what I mean? Like she, she's a fitness, uh, like a fitness guru and has, you know, a fuckload of followers. So she does like a whole lot of like live cooking shows for them and stuff too. So like the end result of all those live cooking shows and me getting to eat all the food, which is fantastic. Um, But, you know, my, my, my go-to is like, not only am I fat, am I a fat kid? I'm, I'm a Greek fat kid. So like so I my, my my heritage is Greek. I'm half Greek, half Aussie, but I grew up in a Greek household. So if if, if a meal that I have doesn't have bread in it, the meal didn't happen.
0: Oh okay. So it doesn't so, oh so you just eat bread all day and then you have one meal. Heaps, bro. That isn't bread and you don't count the rest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like so so for example, like last night I made four pizzas. That was what I had for dinner. Yeah. I think I saw that. Like I, I, I had four Yeah, I, like I, sweet I made four and stuff pizzas on? last night. Yeah, I had sweet potato chips on it. I had like uh, uh, barbecue chicken, sweet potato fries. I had um, – I'm a weird, 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 weird dude when it comes to food too. I put peanut butter on it as well because I needed, I needed fats, but it tastes really good. Don't knock it till you try it. Um, and, yeah, so like the, 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 the main things I eat are like meat and bread, honestly. Those are my two go-tos.
0: Do you supplement during the day?
1: <laughs> no. Not at all? Nothing.
0: Do you supplement I, I, at all? I have
1: water – water and coffee yeah and that's it like literally that's it and you know i i think the earliest time that i do eat is about 3 p.m um now now i've given you what i've done there right but let me give the the philosophy behind that too so
0: yeah i was just gonna um, ask actually
1: yeah so the philosophy behind that as well isn't just because i'm a fat kid who likes to eat more today because that 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 is the truth don't get me wrong um but the and for anyone that is listening to me right now, go and look at my Instagram too at the Chris Sam. I'm definitely not a fat kid anymore, but it's the internal person who's a fat kid. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm lean. I've got a six pack. Like I, I'm definitely not a fucking fat kid by any means necessary, but I still have the fat kid mentality. And this is for anyone out there who thinks that they're that, that getting a six pack is going to change that. It's it fucking doesn't. Um, but the philosophy behind it is that. My intuition is stronger when I have nothing in my system that's taking energy away from my intuition. When you eat, your body starts breaking food down, and it starts taking energy away from your intuition. So, my power, my, like my superpower of intuition, is no longer as as, as prominent when I do, when I have food in my system because it takes away the, the the energy by processing food that I need for my intuition to be available to me to actually go and you know uncover the shit that I need to when I need to at the time that I need it. If I eat at 12 o'clock, my actual, like my, my, my consciousness in respects of like my ability to be smart is, is diminished legitimately. Um, so for me, it's like it's feeding my genius and that sounds like a like a really egotistical thing to say it's not egotistical it's just the truth it feeds my 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 level of intelligence to the, to the highest degree by not having food in my system the biggest thing most people have to overcome at that point is like the belief that you need food for energy because you don't okay like you do not need food for energy where do we like get our energy right from now. You get your energy from one the oxygen and red blood cell count in your system being up at a level where you can actually have the energy to push through on different things. Now there is different levels of that when it comes down to two because yes you still need food in your system to have the like the right um, white to red blood cell ratio in your system at the same time too. So you, you can tell I know my shit right, but um, the 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 biggest thing when it comes down to this specifically is. Your body works on a rhythm, like a, a, an arcadic rhythm, right? So let's talk about it in another in another modality and format that we understand. You don't have to put fuel in your car five times a day for you to be able to drive your car. You can put fuel in once a week as long as the amount of fuel that goes into your car lasts that one, for, last for that weekly period, and you can drive, start your car, go to whatever you need to do. You can speed, you can slow down, you can do whatever you want. It's the same with your body. Your body works on an on, a, on an arcadic rhythm. That if you burn two thousand calories a day, you just need to have two thousand calories put back in at the end of the day, or the end of the and period, at, or, 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 or the, end the end of the period, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. like like the, 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 I'm reading a book at the moment by um uh the, the there's a there's a supplement company called Braggs. I'm going to bring it up. Like I'll oh, I'll bring it up right now when I'm looking at it. The actual book I I, I was introduced to it by um. Uh, one of the world's top uh copywriters, the 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 Halbert family in one of their books. It's called um The Miracle of Fasting. Now they and I was I was gonna do it this week, I just don't know if I'm if I'm ready for it yet or not. But I was gonna actually fast for three days this week just to see if I could more than anything else. But apparently it it, it completely it it takes away from the natural energy energy system so much. You have the ability to actually shutter out any free radicals in your system to such a degree that you can actually get rid of all the badly um you know, uh, buildup of toxins and all sorts of stuff in your system to such a quick degree that in that three days you can flush them all out in one go. Now they say to do this once a month. Now I want to do it. and I want to try it out for for like a three day fast. I might like build up to it. Or I'll do I can do a 24 hour, 24 hour fast. So I might do like a twenty four, then a thirty six, then a forty eight, then a you know twelve plus twelve after that as well. I'm I'm not the best mathematician. I use calculators for fucking everything. Um, uh to 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 do that because it really does make a difference to your um your body's. Uh, ability to operate at its highest degree as well so why do i do it it's because i really care about my body to a degree where where most people's beliefs are you need to feed it consistently to make it the best version of itself that's just one way to look at it. My, my way to look at it is to, is, is, to, is to detoxify it so frequently and on a daily process that I only have what I need every single day and I have the ability to actually access my higher consciousness that actually gives me the uh, the, the connection to myself and my intuition is strong enough to know what will and won't work just bef- before a task even happens. Like I can already tell you before I get on the phone with someone whether I'm gonna, if I'm going to sell a product or not, I can tell you straight away. Hmm. My intuition will tell me that.
0: So I suppose it's like just finding that ultimate hard reset button right down yeah, near the it, back, just tucked away and just just hitting absolutely. that one as hard as you can, I suppose. Yeah.
1: And, and and then making it habitual for you.
0: Yeah, wow. Every thirty days.
1: Correct. That's insane. Making it habitual for you. And that's that that's kind of that that, that that's kind of what I'm trying to sort of employ with everything. Like make everything habitual so you, you have the perfect body. Mechanical machine going through, it. and like on, on on the whole Wim Hof thing, I I do not know the last time I turned the hot water on in the shower.
0: Yeah, like, I yep, do not know
1: the last. Yep. I, I do not know the last time I turned the hot water on in the shower. Like I only take cold showers, once a day, maybe twice, three times a day. Maybe some twice, days, yeah,
0: it feels good, doesn't it? it
1: feels amazing because again, it it increases the O2 in your system because you have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the freaking question. out, right? <laughs> you have you have to be breathing well for you to get through it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it bo- gets harder in winter, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it gets harder. It doesn't get easier. But okay, so <laughs> I travel. I I travelled Europe for for months on end in winter. Yeah. Meaning like minus twenty to thirty degrees some days, and I I I I used to work for Canadian based company, so I was in Canada all the time as well. You can't have warm showers in their climates because if you have a warm shower and then come out of it, you can't you can't climatize. You have to have cold showers in in in, in that time.
0: Wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Imagine going from like what, like twenty degree water down to to Mondays to minus 30. twenty. It's a 40, it's, yeah, it's
1: it's it's like a forty degree shift, and your body isn't fucking capable of doing that. And that's no what way. people like they, they freak out. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. Just on the <laughs> topic of books, um, Chris, you've got a, a list on your LinkedIn profile. What's the yes. uh, What's the story behind that, mate? Are those the ones that have just been the most sort of influential or had the the greatest oh, impact? Pro- pro-
1: Probably the greatest impact at the time that I wrote that. And I probably wrote that a year ago. So I've probably change that a bit.
0: Yeah. Is there um, is there an update for, for that that we can expect soon? Or?
1: Yeah, possibly, man. Possibly. I think, I, I, I think for me, and I think it sort of comes down to the biggest ones that I see have an impact for my own life too, you know what I mean? And I think the biggest ones that have an impact for me are always the ones that go into psychology. Um, because for me, psychology and emotional – intelligence eq mm. pretty much write all my marketing for me yeah really because yeah because if you understand your prospect to the degree that you understand what the thoughts are going through their head when they want to get when, when they're trying to sleep at night but it keeps them up at night if you can understand that of them um which is all psychology and all eq you can write any sales that are any or any type of marketing that will make them byproduct
0: because because that's a, that's addressing their, their problem right that's that's what they it's, need it, the it, solutions it, right it's,
1: it's, it's it, it's addressing what they won't tell you their problem actually is though.
0: Yeah. Okay. But do they know that they have that problem?
1: Yes, because it keeps them up at night. But they're too scared to talk about it.
0: Interesting. It's very interesting because you
1: got to because you got to go into the you have to go into the deeper to really get someone's to, to someone to move if that makes sense right? So like someone says I want to make money. Cool. What do you actually want to make money for? Is because you're too scared that what you're kind of doing now is isn't working. So you need to make money to show yourself and have the actual belief within yourself that can work. Like that's the deeper thing to prove to yourself, to, to to have belief and trust in yourself, rather than I want to make money. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's the thing that, that, that keeps people up at night, and whether they know it consciously or not, if you say to someone like, "Do you trust yourself?" and you're going to really think about that, they're going to, "Ooh, I don't know if I actually do trust myself." Like that 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 because I, I I took them. I still have to I still have to learn how to trust myself every single day again, because you 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 especially every time you try and do something new. There's a level of fear that comes up that goes. Are you gonna? Who the fuck do you think you are gonna try to do this? Who the fuck like? Like uh, and uh, like your your the the one school teacher who made fun of you, whatever it was when you were in school. Like the, their voice pops up in the back of your head. Like who the fuck do you think you are? And 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 then you you lose trust in yourself again. So when you understand that these are the normal things that most people generally tend to go through, and you can understand, you know, you know, prospect A versus prospect B, they both have the same, you know, deep deep internal fears. It's just one. Version said differently to another, and that's where EQ and psychology come into it higher than any other modality of 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 marketing that I've ever found in my life.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what would your best advice <laughs> be for someone that actually wanted to to follow your path and get into sales?
1: I would. I tell everyone who who, who comes to, to 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 do anything with me, um, I would I, I would say 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 throw everything you currently know out the window. Um, cause I start, I start everything with possibility, not with practicality. Now, the reason I say that is because if you want to be a salesperson and you want to be the best at what you do, and you want to actually really feel fulfilled every day at the same time too. You need to work out what the ripple effect of what you truly do is. Now, let me explain that in a way that I think will make a little bit more of an impact than I could probably have ever expected to on this one podcast. I used to work alongside a business coaching company a long time ago, right? And well, like we were doing some work together on on a specific project, and they were focused solely on dentists. Like this is the the the, the one target market, perfect customer, ideal customer profile that they were working on was dentists specifically. And when they came to me and said, hey, we want to work with you to do this and make it come to, to, come to life and fruition, I sort of sat there and said, why the fuck, why on God's green earth would I want to work with dentists? I'm shit scared of them. Like, why would I want to work with dentists? Like, if, if I go to a dentist, I'm usually uh, feeling like I'm in... the 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 school principal's office and I'm scared shitless because I'm about to get told I've done something wrong like that that's that's those the emotions that come up when 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 I'm told that I'm going to a dentist you know what I mean um now I, I sort of asked like why why have you guys chosen dentists in the first place and he said well firstly dentists pay their bills I'm like well that that makes sense okay cool they pay their bills you can charge them and they pay that makes sense cool But he goes, the the, the deeper reason is... Now, I'm going to ask you, bro. Have you ever had your teeth done? Have you ever had braces or anything like that at all? No. No, I've been pretty lucky. Okay. As have I, right? For anyone listening right now that has had their teeth done, they've had braces or they've had something like uh, Invisalign or anything like that, right? Now, for you and I, we probably won't understand this as much as they will. But for you and I, we can understand the philosophy behind it. The person who... Has shitty teeth, or is fat, or it like let let us let, give different versions of the teeth one. So the person who is insecure about X thing, one of the biggest insecurities we'll have is their teeth because they 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 they're too scared to open up their mouth some days because their teeth are um uh aren't aren't perfect or whatever it is right. Like they've got teeth gone everywhere. They won't smile in photos. They self sabotage pretty much like eighty percent of the things they do in their life because they don't actually have the guts to go and do. Um, the things they want to, like they won't go and speak to a girl at a bar. They won't go and speak to a guy at a bar. They won't do anything because they don't feel confident enough in themselves because they their teeth, right? It's fucking crazy, but it's 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 the truth. Now, dentists are a gatekeeper to a person being able to be confident in themselves enough to smile in a photo, ask a girl out, go for that new job or whatever it is by giving them a new sense of confidence building teeth, right? This is what dentists do. They give someone the ability to have a new life by giving them a new set of teeth that gives them the confidence to take action on the things they didn't have the ability to do before in that process because they were too scared and too in their own head about what people think about them. Now they have this new set of teeth. They will open their fucking mouth up and start talking to people. They will ask. They'll ask this woman out for something. That, that they will go to a recruiter and say, "Hey, I'm finally confident enough to go and get a new job right now." Right. So, what? Now let, let's think about all those things. Uh, segmented into different areas, right? Johnny goes and gets his teeth done, goes and meets a girl of his dreams, goes and gets and meets, meets the girl of his dreams, starts a family, goes and meets the girl of his dreams, starts a family, kid now groomed by someone who has the confidence to groom a child, child goes and becomes fucking Beyonce, right? That would never have happened if he didn't get his teeth done. Wow. Okay. Ripple- <laughs> does that make sense? It does. Now, let's go to the other side. Johnny, confident enough to go get a new job, gets the new job, becomes a better version of himself, goes into sales, super excited at the fact that he's got a new opportunity to go and help other people the same way that he, he was helped because he got his teeth done and every single person who he goes and sells to right now, could be 100 a day, could be a 1,000 a year, could be whatever it is, their life's now changed because of the product that he sells to them would never have happened if he didn't get his teeth done.
0: You can see how it's a very monumental shift in uh, in your own sort of self worth.
1: Correct. Now, what I get salespeople to understand is they are the dentist. They have the ability to make that shift in other people's lives if they choose to see it that way. And if they do take the time to work out what the ripple effect is of them selling their product or service, they would never say let let, let someone say no to taking business on with them.
0: Yeah. Yep. I understand. That's incredible. Like
1: that, like that is the one thing. The ripple effect of what you do is the one thing I teach before I teach anything else because it gives people the conviction to say that I can do anything in the fucking world because I know what I do it helps so much. And then, and that's why I say throw what you know out the window first because people say I want to get a good sale. I was like, oh, is it closing questions? Is it this? Is that? Like, no, it's just belief that what you do helps the fucking world. Just be a dentist, mate. <laughs> yeah, like be the dentist. You know what I mean. Like be, be 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 the gatekeeper to someone's existence that actually makes it a happy one too. And then after that, like go and 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 serve based off that belief that you are making a difference at the same time too. Because if you have the belief that you're making a difference versus the person next to you who's just trying to make a dollar, you're gonna win because you're going to come across with so much more conviction than the next person is because you're going to actually make the people you're speaking to believe that you have their best interests at the heart. And at that point, because you believe that you can do it, you actually do have the best interests at the heart too. So you're going to build that connection quicker. They're going to buy more of you and they're going to tell more people about you too. And, 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 and further to that, like that one thing, if you just did that, it would make a significant change. Now, Anyone that's listening to this, do yourself a favor. There is no call to action on this. Go and download that 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 book that I have in my link, thecoldemailmastery.com. It will teach you more than just that about how to get good at sales psychologically before you do anything. But then it'll teach you how to get that message out at scale at the same time too through free training that we're giving to people. So there's a, a book and three, 15, three free 15-minute trainings on how to get your messaging correctly for the right person and to actually make them see that you are that dentist and then how to get that out at scale at the same time too. So like what would I say to someone who wants to be really good at sales? Believe in what you're doing and then find a way to get the right message out. So go and download all that stuff and I'll tell you exactly how to do that specifically.
0: Yeah, and if if you have listened this far, then you can tell that whatever Chris has at that link is just going to be immensely valuable. <laughs> for moving forward.
1: Yeah, look, I I, I think so. And, you know, everyone that, that that really does take 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 me up on that really does see the value too. So. Yeah,
0: and I, I think I already know. Um, so, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> the ingredient X theory is the theory that says you aren't born successful. Uh, in fact, you learn and develop like a special characteristic in your personality
1: that allows you
0: to identify opportunity. Uh, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I agree. And I think that's amazing too, right? Like, I, I I think that's a really good, like, I think everyone's ingredient X would be different, right? Because everyone's past experiences will be different. So they're they're their belief systems can be different and their their experiences will lead them to another result. But I, I, I totally agree. Like everyone has an ingredient X, but if you don't know what your ingredient X is, go and try other people's, listen to this podcast and go and think of what other people's ingredient X's were in the first place. And listen to the, how think. Listen to the ingredient A through Z, the ingredients A through Z that I've probably told in this. Without even knowing that they are ingredients A through Z, and pick which letter of the alphabet out of those actually makes more sense to you. And try that if you can't find your ingredient X.
0: That's incredibly valuable. Um, so yeah, just just before we wrap up, Chris, plug time, <laughs> mate. Where can where can we find you, mate?
1: Um, dude, easiest and most progress where I spend most of my time is is probably Instagram. So at the Chris M. So it's T H E C H R S E M. Um, I I do a daily live on there at eight thirty a.m. every day uh, in, in Sydney time. So if you want to come on and say hello and you know, honestly get some free coaching, do that too. Um, if you want to listen to my my voice and he, he hear how I can. Te- teach you some cool shit too. Go and download that book. It's the book is called How to Book a Meeting with Absolutely Anyone. Um, it's at cold dot com. On LinkedIn, it's Chris Morrison. Type in Chris Morrison Sales Trainer. Uh, go and look at all the nice things people have said about me, uh, and and see whether I might be the right person to help you out at the same time too. Um, but the, the, the easiest place to find me at Instagram and, 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 and on LinkedIn, man, that's, that's where I spend most of my time, but where you'll get the most value out of me is either coming and joining in those lives or downloading that book because both those things will help, help make a massive difference for you right now too.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Any, uh, any final words, mate?
1: So one that you'll, you, you'll, you'll, appreciate because you'll know you, you've been following for years. The, the final two words are never settle. Never settle. Oh, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> circle. Really, really so cool. <laughs> I was sort of hoping it. you'd say that. <laughs> like the final two words are "never settle." Like that—that that one I do have tattooed on me. I've got that tattooed on my back, right? Um, but I'm—I'm going to have to get widow on me too because they never—never settle. Something that's got me through the past ten years. You know what I mean? So, I—I—I I, I really think that if people bought into the philosophy of never settling, you, you'd be in, in in a much better position than they are right now.
0: Oh, well, there it is, Chris Morrison. Thank you Thanks so much, much man. Thank
1: you so very much cheap, for that. Yeah. No, no, I, I really hope anyone that, that listened got something out of this. And if you did, shoot me a DM and let me know what that was, too. I would actually love to hear that.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, man.
1: Thanks, man. Catch you later.
0: So there it is. Thank you for listening through the Chris M interview. Uh, As always, it's a very eye-opening experience, I think, having different people talk about their own areas of expertise, especially since I've been following this guy for close to four years. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Grady Tyson. Uh, So pop in and say hi. Thanks once again for your time, Chris, today. Stay tuned for some more conversations you won't want to miss right here on the Ingredient X podcast.